The important thing is that you just get started. You write down on paper what you need per month to pay your basic bills and just get started with that. And hyper focus and eat, sleep, and breathe that number and figuring out a way to get to that passive investing, that, that number on a monthly basis. And then from there, I promise you it explodes so much quicker once you hit that first number. everyone, Dan Rivers here at Rivers Capital Group. Uh, welcome to the Compound Mindset Podcast. This is episode three. We're going to chat about wealth today. I know everybody's been dying to hear about this one. This is a, it's a pretty good one. This is what we're our, most of us hustle for is to build that generational wealth. And and uh, that's probably one of the bigger ones that people will hone in on of the six. It's something that I know I focus a lot of time on is the wealth building part of the six areas of Compound Mindset. That's why I put this group together. Um, to have a nice community that we can make sure we stay well-rounded and we don't just focus on one area. Let's first start off with the moment of wisdom. Um, I did take this from Cody Sanchez. Shout out to Cody Sanchez. She's amazing to follow on social media. She's a um, badass entrepreneur that just takes businesses to the next level. Um, would like to be like her someday. She's uh, And I love watching her social media content, but this one was phenomenal. I think she mentioned that her husband talked about it on instead of measuring our life in years, measure it in moments. You know, like if your parents are, you know, my parents are 70 and 68 years old. The average lifespan is 80, mid eighties. So that's 15 years from now. So if I only see them once a year, I may only have 15 more moments with my parents. And that's deep. When, when that was brought up to me, I thought that was a, it's a pretty interesting um, thought on life of how to really view time with our friends, our family. Um, just look at everything in terms of moments. And I, I think it's probably going to be a nice game changer. It's already kind of changed my mind in just a week or two from when I heard that. And uh, I just wanted to share that with everybody because I thought that was pretty out, uh, pretty awesome. So again, I'm just going to recap the six areas of the compound mindset. Just want to drive this home. I know it's a newer group. So it's health, it's wealth, it's relationships, spirituality, it's personal growth and also making the world a better place. Those are the six areas we're going to be focusing in on. And today is all about wealth, wealth building. Um, but let's let's kind of deep dive into the wealth right now. And I wanted to start off with the why, because as we've talked about, you know, everything that we do, it's really what is your why? Have you have you sat down and um, really thought about like what drives you what's what's your why like if you're per if you have all the money in the world you have no cares in the world what are the things that you would do what are the things that would you would would drive you like what is that why and for me i've talked about it several times i measure wealth by time time equals wealth because i wanna i wanna build wealth to be able to spend a lot more time with my daughter my wife and traveling I've realized that that's really my true happiness, at least this point in my life. And guess what? Wise change, wise adjust, and that's perfectly fine. That's why it's important for us to kind of look at what our whys are and focus and make sure that our goals are kind of 
centered around that why, including our financial goals. Um, your why, you know, your why is the reason that's going to drive you to your goals. Your why is going to get you up in the morning and get you hustling um, to achieve that financial goal, to achieve that wealth status that you think you want to get to, to live the life that you want to live. Um, and so I think I just want to start off with that because I think it's easy to just talk about wealth and, you know, we all want to be wealthy. Well, why? What's the point? Like maybe, maybe it's to, you know, be able to fly private. Maybe it's the, the nice car. You know, I know a lot of people that are friends of mine that are really into cars and they just want some, you know, two or three or four, whatever it is, doesn't matter, 10 awesome cars that they could drive around in or some people like myself or is in the traveling. Uh, there's a lot of different things and there's no one right or wrong thing. It's whatever makes you happy, what truly makes you happy. That's the only thing that I ask is that whatever your why is, just make sure it truly makes you happy. It's not covering up something else that would be more of your happiness. So when you think about your why, take time, digest it, and say, if I achieve this, will I truly be at my greatest utility in life? Will I be at my greatest happiness? And if the answer is yes, that, that's your why. And if the answer is you're not sure or maybe, just keep exploring. Maybe there's something out there that is your why that you think it has to be one thing. Like a lot of people talk about, you know, your family's your why. Yes, my family's my why, but it's not my only why. My, it, it's obviously a big why. I absolutely love my daughter and my wife, but it's not my only why. There are other whys out there and travel is my other big why. And I'd say beyond that, it's contribution. It's uh, the impact program. Shout out to Vince for starting that about five, six years ago now and letting us be a part of it. But we have the impact program. We created a 501c3 last year, made it official nonprofit, and we mentor uh, the youth. And we get to teach them all about culture, financial literacy, health, and um, giving back to the community. And it's it's amazing. So, you know, my other why would be is helping our youth out. I, I'm a big believer in life isn't equal but let's try to make opportunity equal. And I think that's that's where we miss a lot is a lot of the, my opinion, a lot of the issues that it comes down to giving everybody very similar opportunities. Now, whatever they do with it, that's on them. You know, the old adage, you could lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. If we give the opportunity and people waste opportunity, which they do all the time, I know I had a friend of mine who was absolutely great at a certain sport. I'm not going to name it because I don't want, um, you know, this person to, you know, know I'm specifically talking about them. But back in the day, I just remember they were so great at this specific sport and just didn't pursue it, didn't follow through on it, didn't, maybe it didn't drive him and that's perfectly fine. Maybe it wasn't his why and that's, that's why it went by the wayside. But I just remember seeing that and I'm like, wow, you have this talent like no other. You could make it to levels that you've never seen before but didn't take advantage of the opportunity. And again, maybe that was his path and he wanted to go on a different path. But the point is, if you can give people the opportunity, then the people who really wanna take advantage of it are gonna take advantage of it. And there's gonna be a lot of people who don't. But that's another one of my whys is trying to give as many people the opportunity, the financial literacy and understanding, the, the mindset shift. I mean, that's the whole reason of this community, the compound mindset. It's that growth abundance mindset, along with being able to compound all areas of your life, especially wealth. So if, if I can just give a little bit of knowledge, it just makes, that's just one of my whys. Like I want to pass that down to as many, it doesn't have to be kids. That's just what I focus on, but there are other people, maybe young adults or 
I didn't have this mindset until a few years ago and I'm 42 years old. So it's people who want to listen to it. I, I like to help tell them where I came from, why my mindset shifted, where it's at now. And that's one of my whys to the reason why I want to build wealth is for those reasons. Uh, and then maybe one day too, be able to fly private would be pretty cool, but I'll take, I'll take first class and some trips first. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, as I mentioned, I think knowledge is a big part of wealth uh, we could talk about, like we did on the health episode, we talked about how it's mental and physical health. When it comes to wealth, wealth isn't just, in my opinion, just money coming in. It's, it's your knowledge. Your knowledge is wealth. As you know, people have heard the wealth of knowledge, like that is key. And that honestly is a trickle effect and helps you achieve the financial wealth that you're going towards. So when I think about wealth, my first my first thought after the why is knowledge. And I owe a lot of my success to knowledge, to focusing in and honing in on what I'm doing, what I'm trying to be good at, and just become one of the best at that at that industry, whatever it is. I remember back in 2004, I was working at a bank and this gentleman came in. It was down in Clearwater, Florida. I was living down in that area for a few years after college. This gentleman came into the bank and I did a loan for him. And at the end of the loan, I think it was a home equity line of credit loan. He's from Boston. He goes, I like the way you do business. You ever think about property management? You want to come join me in my property management team? Turns out about three weeks later when I started or whatever it was, a month later after I gave notice and started, he's like, oh, by the way, here's 16 properties. Go, manage them. And I'm like, oh shit, okay. I gotta, I gotta learn this as fast as I can. And I, and I sunk at the very beginning. I, I, I was, I was barely surviving the first couple months, just trying to figure things out. And then I just put my mind to it. I studied, I understood contracts. I learned insurance, talked to insurance agents. I learned about any project that was going on. I would go out with the contractor. I'd go with the engineers, with the architects. And I would, I hate this phrase, but pick their brain as we're out there. They're getting paid for it. So it's not necessarily picking their brain. They're making money on that project, but just ask them all these questions to understand the makeup of a building and why they're doing it and how flashing systems work and HVAC systems or whatever the case is that have, they happen to be uh, renovating at that time. I learned what a master deed is versus bylaws versus rules and regulations versus state code. I learned Robert's rules of order. I've learned just a plethora of things, financials, being able to review P&L statements and putting variance reports together and diving deeper in the general ledgers if I have to understand an expense. I said, hey, this is my job. These are all the areas I need to be strong in. I'm going to learn as fast as possible and as much as possible, especially because at the time I'm 25 years old and I go and I sit down at a board meeting and I have Jeez, I remember the vice president of one of these boards was, I don't remember, his name was, can't remember his name, but anyway, awesome dude, and he was higher up in like a Fortune 500 company, and I'm trying to manage a property and talk to this guy intelligently about the finances and the operations of this, you know, multi-hundred-plus million-dollar condo complex on the beach, and in order for me to do that, I needed to be equipped with knowledge. Because at 25, 26 years old, why is this guy going to listen to me? Why is anybody going to take me seriously? But you know why? It's because I gained the knowledge. And when they challenged me, I was able to answer questions on the spot. 
And I try to tell a lot of kids these days that are that are trying to get into whatever you're trying to get into. You're in real estate, whatever type of business you're in. I see the question all the time on a lot of Facebook groups. You know, what do I do? I just started. What's my first step? And I almost always answer knowledge. Like, gain your wealth of knowledge. There's, I can't think of one time that someone that has been knowledgeable in an area has really failed. Like, maybe you're not as successful as you think. Maybe you don't quite reach the, the areas of life that you really want to reach or whatever the case is, but you don't usually fail when you are, when you're full of knowledge, when you have all that wealth, when you've learned. Because the more you learn, the more you can contribute. And the more you can contribute, the more valuable you're going to be to other people. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest keys to building wealth is building your knowledge up. So I can't stress enough on how important that is. And, you know, people are going to say, well, how do I do that? Well, there's a lot of different ways, depending on what you're going for. If you're going for something that you need college and college is an avenue to be successful in that area, like being a doctor or a lawyer or a lot of other things, college is a way to build that knowledge. But make sure you're intentional and you're choosing the right classes that are going to better you and you're intentional about college and your goals of what you're trying to achieve. You don't necessarily have to go to college just to go to college to say, I went to college. I'm not bashing college. College is great. I went to college. I got my bachelor's degree. But I think the important thing is try to figure out what your path is you want to go on. And then maybe college is the way that you gain knowledge for that. Maybe it's you go on some masterminds or you, you surround yourself with some coaching or mentoring groups in a field that you're interested in. You want to grow and gain knowledge on. Uh, you just put yourself in the right rooms with these people. Maybe it's a meetup. And there's all sorts of meetups out there. I know there's a lot of real estate meetups, entrepreneurial meetups, business meetups. I'm sure there's medical meetups. I'm sure there's meetups for any type of group you want to be involved in. Get in those rooms because then you're going to talk to someone else who's doing what you want to do and you ask them how they did it and then they're going to give you one nugget of maybe another meetup that they did or maybe a resource that they gained knowledge in. Um, I think that's very important. It's just getting out there and getting in the right rooms. Or even if it isn't the right room, make the most of it. And maybe you meet the right person that puts you in the right room. I think it's following the right people on social media. Game changer. I just, anybody who posted negative on social media, I started on following them. I just couldn't handle the negative posts. I don't care what it was, but if it's just complaining or, and I, I don't say one negative post. I'd say two plus negative posts. Unfollow 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 and then i started following like a ray dalio i started following tony robbins i started following just a just a plethora of all these great inspirational people eric thomas i love the hip-hop preacher i just start following all these great people and now my news feed is uh, these powerful messages or this information dropped or market updates uh, just things that continue to make me more powerful on a daily basis on wisdom and knowledge and it's it's been a game changer it's actually really cool to kind of scroll through your feed and you feel like you read a great news article or you had a conversation with some powerful people just by listening to a few messages or grabbing a couple nuggets because i'm following the right people i can't express how that important how how important that is because it's hard to turn off social media entirely i have some friends that do it I congratulate you, but a lot of people, it's, it's just what it is. You're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, uh, maybe TikTok. 
So instead of surrounding yourself with the wrong people, put the right people in those areas. And I'm telling you, it's a game changer right there. It might even just be enough just to get your mind in a better spot. Because if you're constantly seeing negative, you're going to fill up your limited mind space for the day with negativeness. And then it's kind of hard for you to, it's going to be really hard for you to be successful past that. So when you follow and, and fill your mind with all this positive and motivational stuff, it clicks in the other direction and it gives you that little bit extra motivation, a little bit extra oomph to keep you going. Highly recommend that. I mean, if you like to read, awesome. If you don't, Audible's great. I just started doing the 1.3 times speed and I gotta tell you, it's pretty cool. It makes it go a little bit quicker and you can still pay attention to what they're saying, but Audible is a game changer. Uh, it's just a different way um, to really take in knowledge, especially anybody who drives a lot for a living. If you're a truck driver, if you're a um, real estate agent or in real estate, whatever you do, pop on that Audible or podcast. A lot of people like podcasts better. That's perfectly fine. Just find the podcast that kind of fit to the knowledge that you're trying to gain, pop that on. So those are those are probably the biggest um, ways to get you to be knowledgeable in the fields that you wanna you know, gain that knowledge in and, and avoid the shiny object syndrome. That's another important step because it's very easy to wanna be good at eight things. Just be really good at one and then when you are, go to the next one, go to the next one. And you can actually di absolutely diversify where your knowledge base is but try to focus on one thing at a time. Um, I think the next part of building wealth, and I'm, I'm reading Tony Robbins' book, Money Mastery. It's, it's phenomenal. It's really great. It's a lot more it has to do with like index funds and the stock market type of thing than it does necessarily real estate. However, the premise of it and the basis of it is awesome. And one of the chapters I'm on right now talks about just different levels of financial freedom. Um, and the first step is, don't, if you're starting off, don't feel like, hey, I want, you know, a private jet and a Lamborghini, so I need uh, $500,000 a month in income. I, I absolutely want that to be your goal and you're going to achieve it, but let's do it in steps. Let's say that first, the basic financial freedom of getting all your bills paid for by passive income first, like make that your first step. So let's just say, your house mortgage payment, your car payment, your insurance, utility bills, cell phone, cable, those types of things all come out to, you'll be surprised, it might be like $4,000 a month. So that's $48,000 a year. So you gotta figure out a way to get your passive income up to $4,000 a month. And it's funny because as you chip away at that, the easier it gets because you buy some rentals and all of a sudden you get 1,000 of that a month. You get 25% of your bills paid the first year, right? And that's not too hard to do. You could buy four homes that cash flow, you know, $250 a month and there's your thousand dollars a month that you're chipping away at those bills. And then believe it or not, because those a quarter of your bills are paid for, you're going to build up that cash quicker to be able to buy more homes and you do it again and again. And maybe it takes you four or five years, but at that point you have your four or $5,000 a month. And now all your bills, your basic bills are paid for. That's a level of freedom that very few people have. And that's your first level. And when you get there, it's absolutely amazing. You could literally go do whatever you want to do and all your bills are taken care of. And then you take the next step. Then you're like, all right, well, now let's add in what I want, my wants, my spending money, my, I would love to have that. Like I said, the private jet, I would love to X, Y, Z, and that's going to cost me an extra 10 grand a month. Well, now that your basic needs are met, now you just keep on leveling up and you could add, you'd be like, all right, well, now my goal is 
an extra 10 grand a month. So I need an extra 2,500 a month for the next uh, four more years to get to that level. And it'd be crazy. It's really crazy on how you just keep on compounding and how it's once you get the basic level done, all your money that you're making, you can use to reinvest and keep on leveling up and go to the next level and the next level and the next level. And before you know it, over a 10 year span, you might be at exactly what you're looking to be at. So um, I think it's really important to write it down, put everything on paper, not only your goals, but like we talked about your expenses, where you're at and just keep tracking it on paper. That's why we put the goal tracker together. Um, to really write down on a weekly basis. Some people do it on a daily. I'm more of a weekly person. Where are my goals at? How close am I at achieving them? Um, you know, why am I missing? What am I hitting? What am I doing well? What am I missing? What am I not doing well? And then I can continually adapt every week. And I like to say, just be 2% better each week, 52 weeks in a year. And you're 100% better than when you started that year out of. And this is just a phenomenal way to kind of figure out how to start building that basic financial freedom. Um, I mean, just think about it. If you were to invest a million dollars at 6% and you can get 6% in a lot of areas, if you were to able to create a million dollars, make a million dollars, invest it at 6%, that's 60 grand a year that pays a lot of those basic bills we had talked about. But like I said, maybe, maybe it's harder for you to produce that active income. And it's easier for you to go buy a rental property. I know most of our rental portfolio that I bought to help build this wealth was on the Burr strategy. So basically we would go buy a property that's dilapidated, put a little bit of money into it, make sure it's a nice place to live, refinance it out, get all of our cash back or most of it, maybe ten, fifteen thousand dollars left in the deal. And then I rent it out to someone and I'm able to cash flow on average about four hundred bucks actual cash flow per month. That's after all the bills, vacancy, property management, et cetera. So that's a great strategy that you may not have a lot of extra money at the end of the day after you go to work, but there's ways that you could still build wealth. Maybe, maybe you're really good at hustling and knocking on doors and finding properties and you partner up with someone with money and that's a way that, and you just partner up with them and you, you build out a portfolio together together. And that's a way that you start building wealth. So, and then as you're doing that, the next step would be, as we all talk about in a lot of these masterminds and groups, is building that generational wealth. Everybody that I know of talks about, you know, we want to build generational wealth. I want something that I could pass down to my daughter or if I have other kids as well. It's not even, it's not just the generational wealth, as we talked about earlier, it's, it's knowledge is wealth. So not only do I want to pass down some generational wealth, more importantly, it's passing down that generational knowledge of financial literacy. To me, I think that's a very key point when you're passing down wealth. It's not just, hey, here's a bunch of money. Good luck, go crazy with it. Because guess what? Up until I was 39 years old, I would probably spend that money very frivolous, frivolously. I said that word right, frivolously. But I would probably not be great with that money. I would just blow it and just have fun with it. Now, passing down that knowledge that financial literacy is what's important. And that's when I talked about earlier in this podcast about the impact program and trying to help people out with the opportunity and that financial literacy. That's why it's so important to me. It's dropping that financial literacy down to your kids is really truly generational wealth. Uh, I, I like to talk about this great example back in the day. Anybody who watched the men who built America, great, great. Uh, I think it's like a six part series. That first one. And it starts off with the Vanderbilts and the railroads. And then it goes to the Rockefellers with the oil. 
they were both at this day and age, they would have been billionaires. I don't know exactly how much money they had back then, but it would equate to billionaires now because that was like in the late 1800s. The Rockefellers, the way they structured their wealth and their financial literacy and the way they put it in trust funds, and the way they passed down that generational wealth from generation to generation, they still have a lot of money in that family. There's still millions and hundreds of millions of dollars within the Rockefeller family. The Vanderbilts, I was reading something that I think was back in the 70s was the last time anybody who was a Vanderbilt was a millionaire. All that money was squandered over those, all that money that they had. I'm talking, they were Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos level rich back at that point in time. Vanderbilt's families lost their money. Rockefeller's stayed strong. And it's all because the financial literacy and how they structured passing the generational wealth down from generation to generation. And I think that's very important because we could talk about money, talk about building wealth all we want, but it's also about keeping wealth. I think keeping wealth is, is just super important. I know those of you who follow Kelly Garrett and she's my coach and she's amazing. And one of the things that she talks about and a lot of people have talked about is anybody can make money. You can go find a job, you could make money. You know, there's a good amount of people that can keep money and save money. Very few people can multiply money. And by multiplying money, that's where you create that generational wealth. You got to be able to be good with money and then understand enough that I need to continue to invest a certain amount of my money on a you know monthly basis to continue to compound it and multiply it properly. Back to what we had talked about before about just being intentional about it and writing down your plans and sticking to it and tracking it. I'm telling you it works. I am a good case study of it. I... Three years ago when I hired Kelly as my coach, I sat there and I, I had this astronomical number in my mind. Some people out there would be like, geez, I can do that in a day. Um, That's astronomical number that I wanted to make, in my opinion. And I told my coach that. And she's like, you got this. All right. So we sat down and we wrote down a plan and we broke it down and we took that and we said, hey, you know, here's how much money I want to make. Well, what does that mean? My average real estate sale, I get, you know, let's just say 6000 in commission. All right, well, how many real estate sales does it take to hit that number? I don't remember at the time. Let's just say it was 50, 60, whatever it is. It's like, all right, I need 60 real estate deals. All right, well, how many is that a month? That's five a month. What's that a week? 1.25 a week. I took that and I'm able to hyper-focus on that. And now my goal is to get one to two clients per week in real estate. It's no longer that crazy financial goal that I had in my head. It's one to two clients per week. And I focused on that. I focused on relationship building. I focus on adding value. I focus on delivering knowledge. And that's how I was able to start hitting these goals. And believe it or not, I hit that goal by July and ended up doing about 1.6 times that original goal that year and have grown ever since. And I think that's the important thing. Whatever your goals are, whatever that generational wealth goal, whatever that financial freedom goal is, write it down, track it, and stay on top of it. I know people who write it down daily to stay on top of it. To me, like I said, I'm weekly, but... That's the whole reason why we put the Compound Mindset community in place is that we can all help each other stay on track and reach these financial freedom goals, reach these generational wealth goals, and just do it all together and just better ourselves every week. Um, I can't stress enough how important that is. And I know I mentioned a little bit of these things, but just to recap a little bit, people are like, well, how do I do it? I grew up in a middle-class family. I think I talked about it maybe in episode one. Middle-class family, loved my family, loved my parents, great parents, did a lot for me. 
as far as show, you know, learning respect, learning how to care for people. But I didn't grow up around money. Everything I've got in my life, my parents did help me out a little bit here and there, and they did the best they could, and they would help me out where they could, and they're amazing people, great parents. But we didn't come from money. That's just not where we were. So I tell you this because everything I have in life, I've worked hard for. I've done myself. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've lost money. I've done a lot of stupid things, but I've grown from it. And now I'm at where I'm at today because I've had to work hard and strive for everything and meet the right people and change my mindset and shift my focus. And that's why I'm currently successful today is because of all that. And I define success as I've been able to reach an area in life where I am financially fine enough for that financial freedom that I don't necessarily have to worry about day-to-day -day bills. I can grow my wealth, grow my generational wealth and grow from here on out. But success is way more than that. I have an amazing wife that's successful to me. I have a beautiful daughter that's successful to me. And I'm in a, I have a great team at Rivers Capital Group that's success to me. Just good people, same vision, same goals. And I'm able to use my time to spend with my family. That's success. To me, I've already won. I'm going to try to build off that and keep going, but I've, I've won in life. I'm truly happy right now with everything I have. Everything else I'm trying to strive for is just that drive. I just, I just want to keep growing because the more I grow, the more I can hit that last goal, contribution. So my growth now is all about building wealth so I have even more time and contribution. Those are my two reasons now, and that's, that's where I'm hyper-focused at. But it took me 42 years to get to this point. And a lot of you, you could do it a lot quicker than I did. I didn't start till I was really 39 years old of understanding that mindset shift, that life shift. And again, I welcome everybody to the Compound Mindset community. Please follow our Facebook group. This is what it's all about. It's, it's, it's helping each other hit that generational wealth goal, that financial freedom goal, or just getting started to start chipping away at these goals. Because everybody can do it. Just put yourself with the right group, the right people, the right minds out there and you'll you'll get to that level i promise you i promise if i could do it you could do it i, I promise that um so let's just end off as i do with every podcast uh the next one we're going to talk about is relationships by the way we're gonna do a nice deep dive in the relationships and that v word that vulnerability i'm gonna open up and let you know some screw-ups some uh and then the reason why i'm so happy right now in my life and uh, I always like to sign off with, let's just make the world a little bit better, guys and ladies. Let's get out there. Let's do something awesome. Just, how about this? Post something cool on social media. Smile at someone. I don't know. Just do something awesome. You guys are all awesome people. So do something awesome today and make someone's day. And let's just make the world a little bit better place. But I appreciate you listening to the Compound Mindset Podcast. And I wish you all the best. Thanks.